they just told me to, to walk on in at call time and just go to the locker room. So I, here I am, like after five years, just waltzing on in with everyone else. Just, hey, what's going on? Hey, it's me. <laughs> so I just walked on into the locker room like normal. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character. I'm your host, Ryan Satin. We are right on the verge of 2023. I can't believe this is the last show of 2022, but I made sure to get a good one for y'all. We got recently returned WWE superstar Emma on the show this week. Now, before we get to that conversation, I just want to remind those of you who are watching this, those of you who are listening to this, two things. First, make sure you check out the WWE on Fox Fan Choice Awards. Dropped last week, but if you haven't watched or listened to it yet, make sure you do. It's super fun. Uh, it's a super fun wrap-up of the year where we talk about male and female superstar of the year, match of the year, workhorse of the year, and a bunch of other categories. So make sure that you go watch the WWE on Fox Fan Choice Awards. And also, if you're watching this on video, hello, hi, hope I did my hair good enough for you, uh, make sure that you are subscribed to the Add a Character podcast feed as well. If you're watching this on video, I love it, I appreciate it, you're the best, leave a comment, I'll say something back to it probably but also if you're watching video and you're not subscribed to the podcast feed you're missing out on other content i do raw and smackdown roundups every week where i'm breaking each show down segment by segment so make sure you go subscribe to the podcast feed as well please please okay enough shilling let's get to this week's conversation with emma What's up? Welcome to Add a Character. Super excited we got to do this. We we had to have it postponed because you got sick recently. So I'm glad that we got to do the makeup. I got sick right after that because I was like, oh man, I really wanted her on the show. Sick, whatever. And then I got super sick afterwards and had to bail on someone who was who was scheduled. So it all evened out perfectly. Okay. Yeah. Well, so you'll forgive me. <laughs> yes. You are officially forgiven. We're here. <laughs> You know, uh, I hear it's just it's just that time of year. Everyone's just been sick on and on. So anyway, we're good now. And it's also the time of year for forgiving. You know, it's the it's the holidays. <laughs> you know, I just watched It's a Wonderful Life. It's a I'm in a good mood now. You know, I uh, it's it's good go. times. Have you seen that movie recently? I have not. Have you Is that a Christmas movie? Have you, have you never seen that movie? N no. Oh, <laughs> What's it's a Christmas movie? Uh, so like it's it's positioned as a Christmas movie. Like they say it's a Christmas movie and they play it every year for Christmas. It's like that. It's definitely like the big Christmas movie in America. Feel but Feel like, good well, Christmas movie. See, that's like how I remembered it as a kid. Cause I go like, mm -hmm. oh, George Bailey, he's sad. The angel makes him realize that life was, would be, the world was better with him in it. And then he has like this, ha he wants to have a happy Christmas with his family. But then I watched it as an adult this week it's like this movie's more about depression than it is Christmas because <laughs> he is sad for the first hour. <laughs> What's it called? It's called It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. You should watch uh, it. We watched a Christmas movie last night, uh, Spirited, and it was quite horrible. <laughs> I knew it. Pretty I saw, bad. I, I saw the trailer for it. My, my wife and I, we saw the trailer for that and we were like, this has had no promotion, this movie. This can't be right. good, and, and but and I we I knew it was not going to be good. I feel bad. Hopefully, I think it's Apple TV. We're good. They don't sponsor the show. 
I mean, great actors. Um, you know, it definitely yeah seemed like it was going to be real good, but uh, it, it's like a sing along uh, musical type movie, and you just have to be in the mood for it that as well. <laughs> did 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 everyone universally dislike it that you watched it with, or were you the only one? No, it was everyone. Okay, good. It was like you know people falling asleep, some going to bed, um, you know, on your phone a little bit. So one of those. <laughs> Yeah, Christmas movies are always hit or miss. It's either going to be a classic or it's going to be something you could care less about. Right. I don't know what the best Christmas movie is. Uh, you know, I like uh, Love Actually, I think, is a pretty good, you that, know, feel good. That's a good uh, one. Christmas time movie, you know. Are you a rom-com kind of person? Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> They don't even make rom-coms anymore. I feel like rom-coms are a thing of the past. You like rarely see them. Everything's really dramatic these days. Very. Either either that or it's a Marvel movie, which I got no complaints with, but but it's what right. it's either a superhero movie or like something super dramatic. Right. All right, well, let's bring back rom-coms. Let's get to you. We're here to talk about you. We're not here to talk about Christmas. We're here to talk about oh. you. I got a little sidetracked with It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, I want to <laughs> ask you what I ask every other guest on the show, and that is how much of your real true self is there in your character? Well, I guess right now um, what I'm doing is it's kind of, you know, I just came back a few months ago, um, so we're just kind of kicking things off again, and a lot of what I'm do, we haven't really got too deep into anything yet. So I think so far what we've seen is really um, is really quite similar to me, perhaps. Um, and, you know, I definitely would like to dive into that a little more, perhaps. And, you know, there's, um, there's some fun stuff with Madcap and I coming up. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's so far it's just a little, you know, lighthearted, playful um, in you know introduction to Madcap and I as a, a couple on screen and and you know in real life we're just we just have a lot of fun and we're you know um, very sarcastic joke a lot mess around with each other and um, you know just always kind of laughing smiling so it, it is kind of just like us um, so far but I think there's a lot more that could we can dive into as well. Yeah, it's been cool seeing the little breadcrumbs that are being set up for your guys' on-screen, like becoming officially an on-screen thing. Is it cute? Or... <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's definitely cute, yes. Okay, good, cool. <laughs> uh, well, what words then, since, since the, you know, we're only getting a little taste right now, what words would you use to describe your off-screen personality then? Um, I am... A bit of a, uh, well, I mean, sarcastic is a big one. <laughs> um, I, I just kind of joke a lot. Um, we just pl play off each other. Um, but, you know, other than that, I'm I'm very, I guess, kind of lighthearted, adventurous, kind of, um, you know, like to just try new things and travel and, um, you know, just make the most of life as, you know, you know, cliche as that is, but, you know, I just try to, you know, enjoy everything and, and not get caught up in too much drama. <laughs> that's, that's gotta be uh, hard to do to not get caught up in the drama and just focus on, you know, exploring and adventuring because that's how I see you from like an outside perspective. You look to me, you look like someone who adventure, that's fully how I would 
explain <laughs> you just from watching your social media. I'm like, man, this person scrolls Instagram, sees something cool there, and is like, I'm going to go do that, and then, <laughs> and then does. <laughs> yeah, I try to live life like that. You know, I, I just feel very fortunate for all the things I've been able to do over the years and the travels I've done, and I just tried to capitalize on that and make the most of it. And, you know, having this, this break away from uh, WWE, I had five years actually where I was um, able to just kind of go after all the things that I'd been wanting to do and, uh, you know, travel the world and have that, that a bit more time in my, um, my leisure time, I guess. And yeah, I really just made the most of that and, and did all these things. Like, like you said, if there was something I wanted to do, I just thought, okay, how can I make this happen? And those are things that like, you know, I really value in life is like memories um, over, you know, something uh, like, a, you know, uh, or social media even, likes or, or something or, like that or, yeah anything like that um just an experience or a memory is something special to me in that sense i really enjoy what's the coolest place that you've traveled over the past few years oh uh so overall i would say like i did a tour in new zealand and it's just absolutely beautiful there um and then iceland was kind of like like another planet altogether I'd never seen anything like it um and then we went to Madcap and I went to the Dolomites um and in Italy and that was uh, one of my favorite trips by far um so that was just you know a, a, a nice mixture of everything it was beautiful weather the mountains we saw the city and you know a bit more further out um in the like rural areas and did some awesome hiking and like where you could see 360 views of the Alps and just crazy stuff that you, you kind of pinching yourself. Like, am I really here? Or is this really happening? That's so sick. Italy <laughs> yeah, is one I of my favorite places. I, 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 one of the places I've traveled where I was like, man, I could live here. This place is awesome. Oh yeah. It's just a beautiful place. Yeah. I, uh, I saw you did some climb in Alaska recently too. That looked insane. Yeah, so we actually went um, to Juneau, so you have to fly in there, and then we went out whale watching, and then we did a glacier uh, helicopter tour. So we landed on the, the glacier and then did some trekking on the glacier with, like, these ice boot things, and it's something I've never done before, but it was really cool. That's I would be way too scared to do that. Like I, I don't think that I could be like, well, I'm just gonna go wear these ice boots and climb up the side of a mountain like that. I mean, we didn't really know what we were doing, <laughs> but that's kind of what I like about it. Is like I see something that looks like it, it, it would be, you know, something that I'm never gonna forget or something like. This is pretty lucky that I could even be able to do this. So I'm like, I should do it. I should, you know, make the most of it and. Um, and yeah, you just kind of figure it out as you go. I mean, it's not that hard. It's not like we climbed the, the full on mountain. We, we landed on the glacier, but, and then just did some trekking and they kind of taught you how to do a little bit too. So yeah, you're, cool. you're talking like it looked real simple. It looked wild like that. I, <laughs> oh, we just landed a helicopter on a mountain. Did all like, no, uh, -uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, were you, have you like always been like that or was there like a certain time in your life where you were like you know what dude i just got to make the most of my life and 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 made the decision to start kind of like being more adventurous uh you know i definitely think it's something that's grown over the years um i do remember when i was younger and just kind of 
trying to break into the wrestling. I was living in Canada and, and that was kind of my first taste of going overseas. And I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I always wanted to go to, you know, the United States of America. And these things were kind of seemed far or hard to do from Australia. So when I started to do that, I just got more and more curious. And then I think I grew a greater appreciation for, you know, the outdoors and the adventure side of things. Um, even after leaving WWE, I believe, because that's when I had a bit more time. I realized there are so many beautiful places in the world and often we don't get time to see them when we're, you know, in and out for a show. So I would go back and try make the most of it and, and do a show here or there and then stay for a week and, and explore. And that's when I just started thinking like, you know, there's just so much of the world to see and do. And, and I really need to just do as much of it as I can. So it, it just grew and grew. And then I started to really love hiking a lot. Um, you see so much more than you can see, you know in a car sometimes you just can't get to these places so um and I kind of like the thrill of like a high hike with like a cliff drop or the edges and I kind of like that for some reason think you know because of the fact that you've lived an adventurous lifestyle I would imagine since you were a little kid since you started training at like 13 years old you you know moved to America you know you have done this these things that it does take a lot of guts to do and so um, it doesn't surprise me to see that like now that you're older, you're like, okay, well now I got to take it a step further and do all these really cool life experiences. So I keep that going. Well, I think it, it does tie into when I was a kid for sure. Um, you know, my mom used to take me on these little adventures, like road trips, would go fishing and would, you know, do fun things like that. And I think I held on to that. And then also, um, you know, just realizing that I, I was able to travel these places around the world now and just kind of expanded on that. And uh, yeah, I just fell in love with it. So I, I kind of have that mentality of like, if, if I can go, when I want to do something, I just find a way to do it, basically. Do you have like a, like a saved like a like a notes app or in your notes app of like places that you still that you've seen online or whatever oh, yeah. you want to get <laughs> what's number one right now greece greece that's a good one yes so um greece is for sure number one i've never been and i am trying not to go um until it's like a special trip i always uh, kind of joke about i think that's like a good uh like a honeymoon spot <laughs> but i need to get married first for that <laughs> Well, I so mean, I'm getting ahead of myself, but um, I also want, have wanted to go to Norway for a long time. Mm. And there's some pretty epic hikes there and massive cliff drops and just like these beautiful scenery. So I definitely want to go to Greece and Norway, I would say, are my top uh, picks. Those are good ones. Those those are. Yeah, that sounds dope. My, my wife really wants to go back to Greece. She's always like, we got to go to Greece. I think for our honeymoon, we're going to go to. Bora Bora, that's where we're planning to go. Because I've, I've always, I've always wanted to do those huts too. on the water. Yep, I know all about it. I have so many things. It's like I have a l longest list and then I have cities in each place and then what to do in each place. And then I have, um, you know, like real saved and I have everything. So, um, And then I, I tend to get people that will message me and be like, hey, I saw you went to, you know, Italy, whatever it was. I'm like, where would you go? And then I'll start sending out all my ideas to friends and I spread the word. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost like a travel uh, concierge sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm going to I'm going to have to ask you for your Bora Bora document, then see, see what you can help make happen out there for me.
Oh yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So I had that right though. You've been training to wrestle. You'd like started training to wrestle at 13, right? Right. Yeah. In Australia, I started when I was 13. Crazy. I feel like people don't <laughs> start really training young. to wrestle at 13 young. years old anymore. Yeah. I mean, that it's super young. I'm like back then I was very, um, I was, uh, a little bit of, a. I wouldn't say like a troublemaker, but I was definitely like stubborn and I, you know, maybe a bit of a tomboy and I kind of knew I wanted to wrestle. And I remember uh, I saw a, sh a poster for a local show up and I instantly said to my mom, like, oh, if they have a show, then they must have training. So you need to take me to train. <laughs> and she was just like, absolutely not. You're, you know, I think I was even younger than like 11, probably when I first tried to go. And she's just like, no chance. And then um, I, I basically bothered her for another two years, I think eventually till she just gave in and took me. Um, so she used to come with me and sit with me and train, you know, once a week or whatever it was during my schooling. Um, but yeah, that's how it all started. And then obviously I, I finished my schooling and then it was when I was 19, I moved over to Canada to get the professional training with Lance Storm. So I feel like that was probably a pretty easy decision to make then for you. It wasn't something that you were like, that you mulled over like, oh, do I leave Australia? It feels like you were like, yeah, I'm going to go train with Lance Storm. Well, I, I think I'd found out about it maybe, um, I don't know, within like a year of um, me finishing high school. And I went to university for a year and I just, just like thought, okay, I, I can do this, but do I love it? Not really. And I thought, I just need to go try this wrestling thing that you know I've been obsessed with my whole life. Um, and so at that point I just booked a ticket to Canada and paid for Lance's school and decided to go. So I really was lucky in that sense that I, I, I guess I tried to make the university thing work, but it just wasn't for me. And then, um, I was very sure, always very sure of what I wanted to do, which was just to wrestle really. So I'm lucky it worked out cause I didn't have a backup really, but, um, but yeah, I definitely went after it and had in my mind. Uh, what I knew, like, you know, what I would need to do to make it a reality. And I just put all my effort and all my energy uh, into that for years. I was talking with uh, someone else recently on the show, and I've been talking about it with others about that plan B thing. And I feel like it's probably for anyone who's wants to get in, you know, a certain field, I feel like that plan B is something that holds people back. Like you, you don't, you don't need. You, like if you have a plan B, oh, yeah. that's going to be like the safe option. You're going to go that way anyways. And so I think it's better to not have a plan B because then you get to have find success like you did. Maybe I don't know. Um, I definitely have people say, you know, were you scared or worried or you know? And I just thought, well, no, not really. And I don't know if like maybe I should have been, but I just was very much like I want to do this, so I'll figure it out. You know. Um, yep. And I knew, I think more important than anything, I knew that it made me happy and I loved it. And and that was always it for me was wrestling. So that made it easier, I think. It was very clear to me that I wanted to do that. Was Lance Storm uh, a tough coach? Mm, I wouldn't say tough. He's a good coach. Um, I guess he's very, you know, by the book, you know, very... Uh, he's very good in his teaching and make sure everyone did things right and had the right knowledge um, and, and thorough in his teaching. Um, but I wouldn't say like, you know, he, well, I mean, I, I did, I had a class with all the guys and, and I think he gave me good opportunity to learn and I was able to do a lot with them. And 
I loved it. I loved every second of it. So I guess I say tough um, because when I when I think of Lance Storm, I think of just like such a serious faced person, <laughs> you know, that it would it would intimidate me. I feel like. Yeah, well, um, he's definitely known for that. But over the years, uh, he became a friend, and uh, there were, I spent many t- uh, many months or even years, probably all together in Canada and um, going back to the school and jumping in the ring with some new students from a new class. Um, and then I was living in Calgary and then Vancouver when I was wrestling around for other independent promotions and kind of, um, you know, working up my resume and just getting the experience I needed. So, um, you know, without him, that was like one of the, the main steps to me getting to where I am today. All right, well, let's talk about today. Like you said, we're here, we're at today. You're finally back in WWE, super excited about it. When did the possibility of returning to WWE first come about? So I guess it was, um, would have been within a few months after Triple H returned. And um, I actually was working with Impact and my contract was coming up. And I I guess maybe even uh, without really realizing it, I had this, idea in my mind that maybe I'm done with impact and maybe there are other you know options that I should explore and and to to kind of see what's possible and and that was probably coming from me watching WWE and seeing all these you know awesome changes and Triple H what he was doing and and I know I had that kind of you know, good rapport with him and, you know, all the stuff he did at NXT. So I just probably in the back of my mind started thinking like, I wonder if I could actually go back to WWE. Um, And then, yeah, it was within um, a short time after that, probably a month or two, uh, we ended up in touch. And and he actually said to me that I've been, that he's been meaning to reach out even sooner, that I've been on his list and uh, he's just being swamped, basically, as you can imagine. So that's kind of where the conversation finally kicked off um, and then went from there. And then, yeah, next thing you know, I'm actually back. So I joked about it so many times. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is actually happening. I'm coming back to WWE after five years. Yeah, you tweeted. You said uh, five years ago today, I was heartbroken, feeling like my dream had come to an end. Today, my heart is so full. I'm overwhelmed by the amount of support I have. You guys are the best. Now I've got some unfinished business to take care of. I can imagine that like returning so close to the five-year anniversary of your release and knowing that you've grown as a person and a performer, it had to have just felt so surreal. Yeah, it really was. Um, I just, I mean, I'm still kind of pinching myself sometimes um, because I, I just, I just really enjoy what I do and, um, and yeah, just, I guess we joked about it, even Madcap and I, we joked about it so many times, like, imagine if we actually, like, worked together and, and all these, you know, storylines that we joke about and things we would do, and then we actually end up, I end up back on the same show as him, and, and then in a storyline together, which we never even, like, had discussed, or, I mean, sorry, we joked about, but we never really thought it would happen and we didn't discuss it with other people you know so so wait that came out of left field that wasn't something that the two of you said hey we'd like to do something on tv not at all that wasn't us crazy that wasn't us i know but it kind of seemed like you'd think maybe it was but we just had obviously he has his own ideas and i have mine and and i just thought okay they're bringing me back and uh you know had this and that in my mind and then i think it was like a, a week or two in they're like okay we're gonna put you guys together and we're like what (laughs) 
So, but then I was like, this is cool. We get to like work together and be a on-screen uh, couple. Like what a cool thing. So we're definitely, you know, just making the most of it. That's gotta be nice to have heard from Triple H and have him say that you were on his like list of people that he was working to, to bring back. Had you maintained a relationship with him at all in that time away that just like not, no, not at all? Nope. <laughs> I hadn't spoke to anyone really um, for five years. When I left, um, it was, you know, I definitely was heartbroken and I kind of went out on my own and, and um, traveled around the world, did independent shows. And, you know, I remember like uh, Tony Storm and I were the first main event uh, on a WX, WXW show in Germany. And like we started doing all these like big things that hadn't really been done a lot in like independent wrestling and for women. And so for me, I just did a lot of international touring uh, and some uh, just continue to wrestle and then travel. But really, I was very removed from WWE for all that time. Um, hadn't, you know, been to a show or really talked to many people, even outside of like my closer friend group. And and uh, yeah, so it was definitely uh, very random when when we spoke and I was just kind of thinking, well, I know, that, you know, some of my best years uh, and where it all started you know, in NXT and that run I had there and the, the stuff I did with Paige and NXT, the first arrival and takeover is like, we were a big feature uh, for the women on those shows. And I was like, that was all with, with Triple H. So, you know, I just definitely had that in my mind and had this excitement of, you know, the possibilities of working with him again and what we could do. And yeah, now it's all come together full circle. So very happy to be back. You know, in talking about that early era of NXT and you being right in the middle of it, or even when you left doing stuff in other companies where you have helped push women's wrestling forward, do you feel that like you get enough credit though for being involved in the movement that ushered in the women's evolution in WWE? Because I don't know, sometimes I feel like people forget that like you were in the same mix as Charlotte and Paige and Sasha and Bailey and, and all those people. Yeah. Um, so you think I need more credit? Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I kind of, yeah. Like I sometimes I'll let you put me over. <laughs> Fine. You don't have to put yourself <laughs> over. Fine. But yeah, I know sometimes when I see it, I do think that I go, you know, she, like I was watching those early, you know, takeovers when the, when the network was first being a thing. And like, you guys really did help usher in this thing that like has changed the WWE. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, I definitely think we did some really big, important things back then. And obviously the women have just kind of continued to build on that and just break down doors, you know, kick down doors. So um, I think it's it's kind of, it's written in some of the history books, you know, the, the matches we had and how it did start things. Uh, and then I have some amazing fans that have stuck with me over the years and, you know, were always kind of reminding me and saying, you know, we remember and you started this and, you know, whatever it was. So um, that makes me feel good about it. Um, but I do think it's been five years since I was with WWE and I think there's um, a lot of catching up to do and a lot more that I need to do to, you know, get back in the mix. Well, what are your goals for, let's say, just the immediate future in WWE? Um, immediate future. Well, honestly, I haven't really got back in the mix that much yet. Um, so I think Madcap and I have uh, some unfinished business to take care of. 
um and definitely you know scarlet and cross have been getting on our nerves and uh you know pushing the boundaries there so i think we should take care of that and then i think i need to also remind the the women who i am and and what i did all those years ago and and why i'm back too so that's the next step is one of the law i would i would assume one of the long-term goals is is winning the smackdown or the raw women's title Correct. Uh, I have actually never held a title in WWE, uh, believe it or not. No, I know, and it makes me mad. I'm dude. I was a huge fan of the NXT era, dude. I'm a fan of yours, and I've always when I the fact that it hasn't happened yet drives me crazy. Well, that just means when it does happen, it's going to be that much better, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that definitely is a long uh, a goal of mine um, to be the women's champion. WWE, I mean, that would definitely be the ultimate goal. Um, but I'm happy to work myself up to that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, what was the day of your return like? You know, you I know it was surreal because it was so close to the release, but like the day itself, were you like hidden away from anyone? Like how did that all <laughs> how did that all go about? Okay, so funny story, actually, I guess before that, all the returns um had been you know, secret and hidden for the day and, and all of that. Um, but mine was the open challenge with Rhonda. And so um, I found out very last minute, kind of a couple of days before, maybe I got my flight, I think the day before I was flying out. And then um, it was, you know, the, you, you're open, you're answering the open challenge and here's your travel and whatever it was. So um, then I was like, well, how does this how does this work? Like, am I, like, is anyone going to see me at the airport or am I supposed to hide? Am I, you know, um, what do I do? And then I guess the, the feedback was kind of like, eh, it's fine if people see you or, um, you know, if even on the day. And then I was like, okay. And then so, so like some people are in buses or whatever it is on the day hidden. And they just told me just to walk on in at call time and just go to the locker room. So, I, here I am, like after five years, just waltzing on in with everyone else. Just, hey, what's going on? Hey, it's me. <laughs> so I just walked on into the locker room like normal. And when I got there, actually, I have this video I have to upload still, but um, it's of me walking into the arena and just somehow coincidentally, as I did, my name was on the Tron and like my, they were kind of getting it ready. So I thought, well, it's clearly not a secret because at this point, there's this giant Emma written on the arena and, you know, everyone's seen it. So then uh, the, I started to get text messages and everything and people started to clue in and like, are you at SmackDown? I'm like, I'm seeing that you're going to be on SmackDown tonight. Like what's happening? And I was like, I can't deal with all this right now. But, um, but yeah, it was not a hidden thing. It was not a, you know, I guess it was a secret up until the day. And then people did start to kind of clue in and that was also fine. Um, there wasn't a big deal that people found out a little before. And and yeah, and then next thing I know, my music's hitting and I'm like, well, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be weird. Just kind of like, you're like, oh, okay. You're like walking, like, I guess I know where to go. I've been here. Like, I know what the backstage scene is like. I know where to go over the locker room, I guess. It's It was weird because it felt kind of normal. But at the same time, I'm like, I haven't done this in five years. And there's so many new faces too. So it was you know and and old faces but the people's they're like just shocked to see me like what what are you doing <laughs> like emma like it was 
it was definitely a lot of like reminiscing and uh, and catching up and then uh yeah it was it was a very exciting fun day it feels very george costanza like they're like wait did, does she work here does she just walk in? <laughs> <laughs> like i just decided myself like i'm gonna answer the challenge actually that's, that's exactly yeah. that's exactly how i picture I it i call the shots yeah. <laughs> you're like yeah. oh i heard there was an open challenge so i just showed up I you know it. and you know people were asking me too um oh, are you signed now? Or is this just for the night? Like people really thought it was just like a one night thing. Like I just decided to, to take the match and then that was it. But I was like, no, I, 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 I'm here. I'm staying. <laughs> Can't get rid of me this time, you know? <laughs> well, like you said before, you know, in, the, in your five years away from WWE, like you weren't away from wrestling. You, you did stuff on the indies. You wrestled in Impact. Uh, how would you say that you've grown as a performer in your time away for the people who maybe haven't seen you since that last time you were in WWE? Oh, I think it um, it's helped me a lot because I was, for one, I was able to work with so many different talents um, that I had never seen or heard of. Um, so it definitely helped me um, as far as, you know, leading in the ring and, um, you know, working with different experience levels um, and kind of helped me to, you know, step it up and make sure I, I could, you know, get a good match um, with these various opponents that sometimes I didn't know anything about on, until the day, you know? So um, that definitely helped a lot. And then um, just working with different, uh, you know, uh, behind people behind the scenes, um, you know, there's not always a writing team. There's not always, uh, you know, people that are helping with, um, the, you know, the creative side of things or the matches. So it's, it's, very different and you're kind of just thrown into it and you just got to make it work so I think for me that was is good to work with different people to have those different experiences and um it just I just learned a lot I think and maybe it helped me to be a bit more competent um in, in what I do because I was quite kind of forced to know what I'm doing if that makes sense yeah no that makes perfect sense yeah because I mean before if you came from a a world where it's very much buttoned up. Everyone's told what to do in every way, shape, or form that when you get to take that knowledge of what they told you to do the whole time and take it out into the real world and, and, and apply it yourself, uh, it's going to make yes. a difference for sure. And I think it was cool too because I tried to you know pass on some of that knowledge that, that people wouldn't have had from TV. So it was if it was like, well, we should do this this way, and and so that the, the camera catches us, you know, the best side of this or or whatever it was, or just highlighting certain aspects of a match, or uh, even just you know opening up to the camera or you know whatever it was, like the look, just the important things, and just kind of try to. Uh, you know, communicate that with people that I was working with and try to create like the best product we could wherever I went. So um, that was definitely fun for me. And just to, you know, I, I play different characters. Um, I, you know, was just kind of on the spot sometimes. It's, it's very similar to WWE in ways. And you just kind of, when it's go time, it's go time. Um, but just being in different scenarios, I think helped me grow for sure as a performer. All right. Well, can we play it? Can we, let's, let's take a quick break from wrestling for one sec and can we play a fun game real quick okay okay what's the game so the game <laughs> is who's the better emma 
And I want to know your choices between these famous Emmas on who you think would win in a wrestling match. So the first one. I thought you were going to say like the different versions of me. No, like, no, no, no. This is this is Emma. if this is like celebrity death match, uh, but without that name because I it's, probably can't use that name. But uh, <laughs> if if these two were to get into a wrestling match, who do you think would win, Emma Watson or Emma Stone? Emma Stone. Yeah, that's who I, I that's who I would go with too. Why do you think so? Ah. Uh... I just feel like she's, I don't know, I was going to say something like I know her, but um, a bit more direct, a bit more in your face, a bit not as, maybe not as, uh, the other one looks, is a bit nice, maybe. Emma Watson does not look like she could punch someone. Now, I know I've seen her, like, I think it was that movie, uh, This Is The End, where she was kind of like a fighter in it and, and, and fought back for some people, but... I'm with you, dude. Emma Stone looks like she could throw a punch if, if it came down to it. Like if you were gonna if you were like going to a bar and like there was gonna be a like a bar fight that breaks out, I feel like you'd want Emma Stone on your side more. Yeah, I feel like she'd just be like, all right, let's go, you know? <laughs> yeah. She's just down. Yeah, she's just down. She's down. Emma Watson's yeah. calling security for sure. Yeah, I think she's she seems like a nice girl that doesn't want to fight, maybe. And Emma Stone's just like, let's get it on. Well, well that doesn't sound right. <laughs> well it's we're doing a not celebrity death match so i think it works you know r.i.p mills lane let's get it on all right let's do this next one emma roberts versus emma thompson <laughs> uh emma oh geez this is hard this is a tough I one I, I gotta say this is a tough one um I'm gonna go Emma Thompson. That's a good. Elaborate why? Uh, because she. I don't know. <laughs> she maybe has more experience. She does look like she has a little more experience, but Emma Roberts um, looks kind of catty, dude. Like Emma Roberts looks like if it came down to it. Catty. She'd probably pull yeah. your hair out. Now, I know Emma Thompson has short hair, so it, it's a little more yeah. difficult to do that. But I do. <sighs> okay, so you think Emma Roberts. <sighs> like Emma Thompson in her prime, she probably could have. She probably could have beat some ass. But I feel like Emma Roberts has that youth on her. Not to like age, not to age shame or anything like Ooh. that here. I don't know. Is that age shaming? Like I don't know. Shaming. In a fight? Even in a fight, you can't say that? I feel like if you're a younger person versus an older person, usually the younger person's going to win, typically, right? Well, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lastly here, this one, we got Emma Bunton, a.k.a. Baby Spice, or Gwyneth Paltrow in the movie Emma. Uh, let's go... Gwyneth Paltrow. Interesting. Why do you say that? Isn't isn't she in Iron Man and she's like Good. the 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 badass kind of girl for a wife, whatever she is, that gets stuff done. Like you just you can't forget about her. I feel like <laughs> you can't underestimate Gwyneth Paltrow, is what I feel. Yeah, that's you know, I was leaning towards Emma Bunton. But I think you've actually changed my opinion is that 
you really can't underestimate Gwyneth Paltrow, dude. Like, I know she's just Emma in the movie Emma here, but still, I think you're right. I think you can't underestimate Gwyneth Paltrow. And then baby, it's just baby spice. She's just like, you know, just a nice kind of. Yeah, yeah, but the but the Spice Girls were always like kicking and doing like kicks and stuff Ooh. on stage. So I how's it going? <laughs> kicking on stage. <laughs> One more time. Kicking on stage. Oh, that's uh, what they used to do. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, you know what? So, yeah, I'm with you. We'll, we'll. Who's the better Emma? Emma from the movie Emma. Yay! Who's the better Emma? <laughs> Um, we'll go back to wrestling before we finish up here. Uh, your clumsy dancer gimmick. Who came up with that? Speaking of kicks and dancing. Oh, that is so rude. Clumsy dancer. Is that, how would you describe early Emma? <laughs> I'm a talented, skilled, self-trained professional dancer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So, Who came up with the the anyway. classically trained dancer gimmick of, of early Emma? Okay. So the the real story behind that is this was back in the day before NXT were at FCW, um, back in Tampa, and um, at the time, uh, Dusty Rhodes was there, and one of the big kind of helpers in that creative department was Byron Saxton, and we had selected this music and well i'd heard this music and gone that's kind of weird but like maybe cool you know it's a little almost alien like but whatever let's go with that music but then i was like okay what do i do though because it's such like a weird uh song so then byron was the one that was kind of like we use something with your arms and you know so like basically byron and i are like walking around the room doing like these weird arm things and then so it came to like this this kind of like you like you feel in the music or whatever it is um so well his was more like an egyptian uh dance the bangles thing Mine was yeah a little bit more i was a little more loose with it a little more you know uh obnoxious with it but that's how it was started and so i started doing it you know on live events and it shows and then basically i think it was maybe so ridiculous and horrible that people and but i was so uh, I was so d dedicated to this dance um, that maybe like people just wanted to be part of it. And like, it was, but I also had so much fun doing it that I think maybe that's part of what it was like, and people just wanted to do it too. And so it became this big thing where you would, if you watch the shows back then uh, during my matches, like the crowd will be doing the dance with me. And it just became this, you know, uh, world famous dance. I don't know. I don't know about world famous dance, but you know what I'm saying. I think it counts as a world famous dance. I mean, people <laughs> around the world watched you do it. I think it counts. And man, I mean that that dance has it's still something people don't forget. Like even when you came out, I remember when you came back. Rhonda was even like doing it in the ring for old times' sake, and it made me laugh. Right. Although she did look like she was doing like a crab walk, <laughs> yes. but she tried, um, and. Yes, people definitely hold on to it and they're not, re not really sure what it was still. And heck, I'm not even sure what it was still. Um, so, uh, but it was fun. That's what it was. And um, yes, I the dance as well as the bubbles is something that um, I was known for back then. And I think I was the first person that had a bubble machine for my entrance, which was pretty cool. Well, whose idea was that? 
well, the bubbles, I believe, was my idea to begin with. Like, I used to use them on some of the shows. Like, I had bubble guns or, like, actual, you know, like, pull them out like a child bubbles. And um, I think somebody came up with it from based off of me using them on the shows. And I, I can't take credit for the actual bubble machines on the shows, but it was a genius idea. Yeah, I mean, that, so early, that early era of NXT is such, like, a... Nice, such a cool like memory in time like a, a nice little because it was just everybody was really like it was it was cool to see this like future generation getting the opportunity to just be creative you had like dusty roads uh forming all these people and giving creative ideas you had triple h kind of elevating things and it was really like such a special time that like when i look back on it i go like i'm really glad i was watching that time period of nxt yeah, I agree. It was definitely a fun time to be a part of all that. And, to, you know, you just, you just had this feeling like you knew it was just going to be a big deal um, and, and just grow and grow. And it, and it really did. So, um, you know, I'll be forever grateful to be part of that and have those memories and and just be able to do the, all those cool, fun things like this silly dance and uh, the have bubble bubble guns on TV and you know like uh, I I saw a clip I think it was last night I sent it to Summer Rae where she threw uh, she threw the bubbles in my eyes after the match and like attacked me and you know it was just this big dramatic thing um, over bubbles but you know it was quite a mean thing that she did um, but those were like the the fun days you know back then just being kind of silly and um but also you know everyone was all part of these storylines and and really invested in it so it was really fun to be part of do you think we'll see her summer ray back in wrestling anytime soon because i i like on a more permanent basis because i see her tweeting about wrestling all the time now <laughs> well i don't know she seems to follow me everywhere so Maybe. <laughs> she's, she's following me around the world with my travels, so I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if she's, you know, trying to give me, like, a spin kick on WWE TV again soon. Who knows? <laughs> uh, was it your idea to switch things up and kind of take things in a more serious direction when that happened? Yeah, I think um, it was a combination of, uh, you know, I'd gone up to the main roster. I was doing stuff with uh, Santino at the time, which was, uh, I mean, he's hilarious. So I really enjoyed that. And then um, it just was a difficult time where it didn't necessarily, um, there was still a bit of a difference between NXT and you know WWE and SmackDown where the crowds weren't necessarily watching all of the shows. So I think when you were on Raw or SmackDown, all of a sudden the crowd needs to be reintroduced per se to characters and, and I, don't know that we were able to do that enough. Um, so I think after a while with Santino also needing time off, um, it just became this this point where I didn't see how I could go much further with what I was doing. And so that's when I was, um, you know, I remember speaking with Triple H actually and just saying like, I would like to go back to NXT. That's, you know, where we did some of our best stuff and I would like to reinvent. And that's when I was able to go back there um, and, uh, I had a storyline with Bailey at that point, and that's where they, where I was named uh, Evil Emma. The people called me, and um, and yeah, we really told her. I think a pretty awesome story there, building that up, um, and and kind of it was like my, you know, like I just switched all of a sudden um, from you know the nice ditzy oblivious Emma to like 
you're going to know who I am and that I'm not a joke anymore. Um, so I think it was a really cool uh, shift in attitude, like an alter ego almost. And um, doing it with Bailey, there was a great start to that. And then I had some awesome matches with um, Oscar as well, which really established me, I think, as that evil Emma on TV. Um, so that, you know, NXT was great for me to be able to build these amazing characters. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, the fact that NXT exists as a place where someone can just go to try reinventing themselves is so key. Yes, definitely. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just, I think for some people it's, you know, it, it used to be seen as, because it's like a different show it used to be seen as more of like a developmental uh you know platform um but honestly you know these days it's even on usa and the, the shows are so popular and the characters and everything so it's it's really just another opportunity to to just yeah get yourself out there and and like you said um work on those characters you it's funny you just reminded me of the evil emma bailey stuff and it's it's funny now how she's kind of become evil Bailey. She she's the one who's flipped now. I tried to tell her years ago, like the people don't care about you, you know, like I'm your friend. But then, you know, now all these years later, she's just realizing, and I don't get any credit for it. The nerve, the nerve. I'm gonna have to remind her. I'm gonna have to remind her. <laughs> uh, you know, are you approaching this new run? differently than the others from like a personal standpoint um yeah i think you know having the time away from wrestling really kind of leveled me out um i kind of got out of that that bubble per se that you can be stuck in i think and i really you know value and appreciate uh, my outside life as well which which makes it coming back into it i think uh just a whole different mentality um I'm coming back in knowing that like, I just love doing this and I missed it. And, uh, you know, I want to be part of all this again. And I want to get out there in front of those, uh, that these awesome crowds that we get. And I, and I want to show them what I can do in the ring and that, that I can go, you know, but I also um, play with a little different character and, and reinvent myself again. So I'm, I'm excited to just be starting to do that. We, we definitely have, um, you know, a lot more to go. Um, but it's exciting to, to go, okay, so I've been, you know, the, the ditzy, oblivious, bad dancer, Emma. I've been the, uh, you know, How, evil Oh, you Emma. can say you're a bad, that it was a bad dancer, but I couldn't? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. Uh, I've just given you a hard time. Um, <laughs> but I did, you did look scared for a moment when I said it, which I enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not trying to get beat up over here, man. <laughs> Oh, you're lucky you're not here. That's what <laughs> nah, you're snowed in. It'd uh, be too hard to get to you. Yeah, yeah, it is too hard. Um, but yeah, it's just the idea of uh, when I think back of all those times, you know, where I have reinvented myself and and managed to get this character that people are really invested in, and um, you know, this awesome following behind me is just like, okay, this is another opportunity to do that. This is another opportunity to show a different side of me and a different character and explore that with Madcap and and have some fun, you know? Um, and it, it's cool that we, uh, you know, together obviously in real life and we get to be on screen together and share that. And yeah, we just love what we do. So um, it, it makes it all that much more enjoyable to just 
to just be grateful and just like it's cool that I get to do this still you know this is my childhood dream and I'm still living it and I and I love that yeah I think that sounds like the perfect mindset to have of like because because I can imagine the first time it was like this is my dream I have to succeed you had this really frustrating thing happened and now that you're back you're like okay well it's still my dream I still needed to succeed but I also need to kind of like still be a person and not just shelter myself into this world right like so so now I've been able to build myself as like you know I, people know me for my travels and my adventurous side and there's definitely things I'm working on outside of wrestling as well uh I'm just maybe like a more well-rounded person now it's not just you know, wrestling, 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 but also that like there will always be that side of me. And and so that's, yeah, I think it just makes me more grateful or I have a greater appreciation for it, knowing how much it means to me. And I don't know, feel like now, uh, I guess when I was younger, it was very much like, the, you know, pressure with it. And like this, I have to do this. I have to be good at this. And I guess now as I've grown, I'm like, okay, like Triple H just rehired me. Uh, you know, like, I know that I, I know I can do this. I know I'm good at what I do. And I want to go out there and, and, you know, take on this challenge of reinventing and, and getting the people invested. So for me, it's like, it's like a, it's a challenge, like I said. So it's, I kind of enjoy that too. Yeah. You know, I didn't even think about it, but that's a great way of looking at it of like, before I, I had to do it. Now I want to do it. And there is a big difference between yeah. those two things. Yeah, I think when you're not putting that pressure on yourself per se, um, you know, and worried about every little move, uh, this, I can kind of just go along with it a little more and go like, what a crazy life, you know, like the fact that I'm even back here after five years and, and sure, there are definitely things like I came back to accomplish, um, but I can just enjoy it more. And I think that's key is to not get so caught up in, uh, you know, the, the drama and the the politics that come with any job and and just to go um you know I'm just going to give it my best and I'm going to find a way to connect with the people and I'm going to enjoy what I'm doing all right well we've reached the end of the road here but I like to end every episode of the show with the same segment and it's a segment that I like to call the finishing move there it is uh, since you use the dilemma as one of your moves, aka the tarantula, were you a fan of Tajiri growing up? Uh, yeah, Tajiri is always cool. But I, th I think it was just something that it was like a a move that wasn't used much as well. So I like to I came up with that variation of it with the handstand, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, definitely a cool move. I, I I agree. The tarantula was one of those moves that didn't get uh, adopted by enough people. So I always pop when you use it. Were you an ECW fan? Uh, yeah. I mean, back in the day, I definitely watched all kinds of wrestling um, and got into that. So, oh, there's the Emma lock. There is that. I'm popping for all these pictures that keep coming up that like, I haven't seen in years. <laughs> oh, we were just talking about Summer Rain. Yeah, she, I was just going to say. deserves it. Take that. Uh, yeah. Lastly, what's the most memorable time that you put someone in the Emma lock? most memorable time oh I mean that one was pretty good with Oscar because that was what I attacked from the crowd so I was kind of like you know hidden and and uh, ran in and uh wasn't even part of a match actually but that one was cool because no one had really taken the fight to Oscar so 
um to be able to like have her down and like be wrenching her with that emma look that was pretty cool um trying to think what else um you know what they yeah <laughs> i was just uh actually watching something the other day with Liv morgan too and um it was one of her beginning matches i believe um she didn't have a whole lot of experience yet and we were kind of joking that um she kind of just kept getting up after a lot of my off my offense <laughs> but anyway i think it was a um a good one too when i when i finally shut her down and wrenched on that emma lock i like it i'll go back and watch that one all right well thank you so much for doing this today i appreciate it so much i'm a fan of yours Super stoked to see you and Madcap eventually get to do your thing more on SmackDown, and I appreciate you taking the time to do this today. I appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Peace. With Emma, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Super cool to have her back in WWE and fun to hear about how she's changed as a person in her time away. All right, let's get to some housekeeping. Make sure you follow at WWE on Fox on social media. Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, we're on all of them, so make sure you guys go follow us there. Also, if you're watching this on video, make sure that you are subscribed to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find this show every Wednesday on video, clips, YouTube shorts as well from this show, also clips from Ron, SmackDown, stuff in the community tab, and a bunch more, everything that you would want out of a YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. When the video of this show goes live before it premieres, you can even click that little bell and get notified once the show begins. So go do that. Appreciate it very much. And also, like I said at the beginning, make sure that you are subscribed to the Out of Character podcast feed. That's where you can find, yes, this show in audio form. So if you're not in front of your computer, you're not looking at your phone, you can listen to the show but on top of that there's shows that aren't on video there there's raw and smackdown roundups where i'm breaking down both of those shows segment by segment every week so make sure you subscribe so you get those as well <sighs> all right that's it i'm done officially wrapping up for the new year until next time i'm ryan satin and this has been out of character